Hello, and welcome back to another Outer Range recap episode. My name is KJ, and on this episode, I'm going to be recapping episode four, titled The Loss. So if you remember from episode three, the way that episode ended was basically Amy finding Trevor's body on the mountain while she's like out on a hike, and Royal calling it in to Officer Joy that they have found Trevor's body and that he is dead. Also remember that right before that, when Royal and Autumn were talking and when they went to shake hands, basically that mountain, that same mountain that Trevor's body showed up at, completely disappeared for like a split second or so when they shook hands and kind of like made contact. Mountain disappeared and others actually saw it. It wasn't just Royal. I don't think Autumn actually saw it because it was behind her, but... Uh, Officer Joy and then people were calling in saying that, you know, they saw this mountain disappear and then reappear. But yeah, that's pretty much how the last episode, like I said, episode uh, three ends is pretty much on this cliffhanger where, yeah, Trevor's body appears <laughs> back and he is dead and basically royal calling it into officer joy and this episode mainly kind of is just the fallout of yeah them finding trevor's body and basically everyone knowing that he is now dead but before we get to that this episode actually opens up with a flashback it says nine months ago and we actually see Wayne Tillerson and he actually looks to be a little more healthier <laughs> he doesn't have the oxygen he just seems a little more normal. <laughs> I don't want to say that because he's sick. He's not, but he just seems a little more kooky now or a little, just a little bit off, but he seems, I would say, I guess somewhat more like business and yeah, I guess more of his normal self, but we do see him smoking a cigarette and coughing. So, um, either we can just guess, speculate that he either has like lung cancer or possibly maybe just COPD and stage COPD. But yeah, back in present time, he is, you know, hooked up to oxygen and just, you know, looks more frail. But again, so we see him, like I said, back before he got sick. So, um, and one of his workers actually shows up and presents to him saying that he found this rock, this strange looking rock that actually has like this black goo on it that we know is from that cosmic pit, the void <laughs> that I call it, that has like that black goo on it. So yeah, this guy finds this rock, uh, mentions that, you know, he found it on like the Western passage or the Western pasture land. Um, yeah, and then shows it to Wayne Tillerson. And we kind of get like another flashback to where it appears that he had when he was younger, it's very quick, but it looks like he has actually been in contact or has seen this pit before. It's really quick. And again, I couldn't make too much out of it, but it almost, like I said, kind of just appears that Wayne Tillerson has um, experienced this void, this pit before, maybe when he was younger and then possibly, yeah, maybe forgot about it until this second to when this guy shows him this rock with the black goo. And he actually seems pretty delighted at finding this. So it's almost like it wakes him up from, yeah, his like when he was younger and he knew about it. So yeah, so it kind of makes sense now to why Wayne Tillerson is so obsessed with the western uh, land why he wants the abbot's land basically because he knows that something supernatural is going on there because of this rock this rock with black goo that has you know supernatural i don't want to say powers but you can feel it i guess he can feel it with this rock 
But yeah, now it pretty much all makes sense why he is obsessed with this land and why he wants it and pretty much is obsessing over it and all he really cares about is because pretty much he probably wants to find out, find this void, this hole again, and yeah, figure out what's going on. So when we cut back to present time, now we kind of just pretty much go to the aftermath of, yeah, the Abbots, or at least Amy, finding Trevor's body. So Joy, uh, acting Sheriff Joy and her team come, they recover Trevor's body up in the mountains, and then she has a talk with the Abbott family. All of them except for Rhett. He is at the store or something like that, and he actually doesn't know anything about Trevor's body. But when she questions the family, she mainly just wants to talk to Amy. And yeah, they're all sitting on the couch. It's Amy in the middle, her dad, Perry, and then uh, Royal, and then his wife, uh, Claudia, who he calls Cece, which I didn't, I'm, maybe this was the first time we've heard in this episode, but yeah, so he calls her Cece. <laughs> but she just wants to talk to Amy and get the story from her, basically, because they kind of start interrupting, you know, kind of talking for her. And Sheriff Joy does a good job of kind of just saying, you know, I just want to hear from Amy. And she asks about that night. She says, you know, I know that Luke and Billy came to the house. You know, how did they seem? And she asks, who was at the Abbott house? And she asks, you know, was your granddad royal? You know, where was he during this whole time? And I don't know if she lies or if she actually believes this, but she says that he was sleeping. He was home and sleeping. And then um, Joy asks about Rhett, you know, her uncle Rhett. Where was he during this time? And she actually says that she doesn't know where he was at. So we're starting, yeah, Joy's starting to kind of calculate. She knows, you know, his blood was on uh, Trevor's belt buckle. She knows that they got in a scuffle. And now he's been missing uh, about like for two hours. They can't, you know, she doesn't know where his whereabouts were for about two hours after all this went down. So actually too, right before we kind of move on, you know, I mentioned in the last episode, kind of the big theory is that Autumn is the future version of Amy. And right here, when we see Amy on the couch, um, I spot it pretty much right away for some reason that Amy is wearing a necklace with a rock on it that looks very similar to the necklace that Autumn is wearing. So again, yeah, it could just be a coincidence, but when I saw that, I kind of right when she was sitting on the couch when we get the first shot of her we see this necklace where it's pretty long and then it just has like the rock at the end and i remember right before royal and autumn shook hands they kind of zoomed in on her necklace really quick trying to make a point to kind of focus on that for like a split second so yeah we get there's still there's even more uh, coincidences throughout the episode that kind of point towards this theory being correct but that's the first one i noticed <laughs> while watching this episode so right before Joy actually leaves the Abbott uh, household, when Amy and uh, Cece, <laughs> Claudia, go to like watch a movie or just, you know, they leave the room, Perry actually stops Sheriff Joy and tells her that he didn't want to say anything in front of Amy. He knows that Rhett was out with a girl during those two hours that they can't count for where he was at. He doesn't know, you know, who the girl is, but he just knows that he was out with a girl. So then we get this pretty tense scene that I really liked. I thought it was so well directed and well done where pretty much Joy, right after she leaves the Abbots and gets into her car, she calls her officer and says, you need to, you know, pick up Rhett right away and question him where he went, where he was after he left the bar and after he got in a fight with Trevor. Because, yeah, she feels that maybe he's 
Perry's possibly lying. She wants to know the truth. And she also knows, and she tells her officer that Rhett doesn't know anything about Trevor's body being found yet. So Rhett is pretty much not so much clueless, but a little bit naive at this point in time. So she wants her officer to quickly go get him. He's at the store. And before, and she also mentions, you know, make sure he doesn't answer the phone or get to his phone because we cut back to inside the Abbott household. And Royal is telling Perry, you know, you need to call your brother ASAP to which Perry's doing. So then we cut to Rhett, who is like leaving the store, loading up his truck. He has the, his phone in his truck, in his car. And we see that Perry is trying to get hold of him. He's calling him. And then we also see the officer pretty much down the road looking in on Rhett. So it's pretty, like I said, an intense scene of who's going to get there first, what's going to happen. And actually, Rhett looks at his phone. He sees that Perry's calling him, but he actually just, you know, hits ignore or decline. And then he walks over. He sees that he's close to the bank where Maria's working. And then he goes over and he looks through the window, sees her, kind of knocks and gives a wave. And then she eventually comes out to meet and talk to him. And then right during this time, the officer comes running up saying, you know, I need to talk to you real quick. Where were you? And during this whole time, Perry is constantly calling him. Rhett looks down, sees that Perry keeps calling him, and then tells the officer, well, wait, I got to talk to my brother real quick. He keeps calling. The officer tries to stop him, but is unable to. So Rhett actually picks up the phone real quick, and Perry just tells him, Trevor's body was found. You got to say you're with a girl that night. To which Rhett does turn around and tells the officer, you know, yeah, I was with a girl that night. And when the officer asks, you know, who was it? Who was the girl? He starts to kind of fumble. But then Maria actually jumps in and saves him and says, I was with him. And then that pretty much concludes the theory. And, you know, the officer just says, okay, and then, you know, goes his way. But yeah, it's a pretty intense scene. It's really well done. And it's really, I, I like how they do these scenes in uh, this show. There's a lot going on in this show. You know, the mystery, the sci-fi, um, but it's also got some wacky moments of comedy as well for some reason. <laughs> but I really like the tense moments, this like, you know, thriller aspect to the show is really well done. I really enjoy it. So even though Maria, yeah, did step up and lied for Rhett saying that she was with him that pretty much doesn't last long because Joy catches wind that you know this story and then basically just goes to uh, the bank where Maria's working goes up to her and says you know we need to talk <laughs> and basically interrogates her while she's like on her lunch break and at first Maria is still sticking to this story but Sheriff Joy pretty much just tells her straight up that you know the truth is gonna come out 10 out of 10 times not 9 out of 10, but 10 out of 10 times, you know, the truth is going to come out. It's going to be bad for all those who have lied, and it's not going to be good. To which, Maria, we don't see her, you know, actually say the words that she lied, but we can just tell by her uh, mannerisms and her, you know, how she looks. You pretty much see her crack, and we pretty much know that she's going to tell the truth, or at least she did tell the truth and told basically Joy everything and that she basically just lied to cover uh, uh, Rhett. But she also asks um, Maria, too, if there was anybody else out there. So, yeah, we know so far that Joya only knows about Rhett fighting with Trevor. She doesn't know anything about Perry, but Maria, I think, lets us slip that Perry was also outside. So then Sheriff Joy, she picks up Rhett. He's at the bar. She goes there, picks him up, brings him back to the station. And then I'm assuming she either called Perry or maybe he called for his phone call, Perry. But Perry also goes down to 
uh, the police station. And we get another really good intense scene where she's interrogating them both and kind of trying to trick them both. She basically spills and tells them that, you know, Maria confessed and told the truth, to which we still don't know exactly if she did. But I, we just assume, I, we can assume that, yeah, Maria did crack and told the truth. But she basically would get some good editing and good kind of going back and forth of uh, Joy really, you know, kind of interrogating both of them separately, kind of putting them both against each other. And it really looks like they're about to crack and tell the truth. And it also looks like, too, possibly that Perry might be throwing um, Rhett under the bus maybe a little bit. You kind of get a little bit of the hint there. But it also looks like, yeah, like one of them, both of them at least, are really about to tell the truth when... Uh, Royal and his lawyer kind of bust into the police station and say, you know, stop talking, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good scene. And I actually thought possibly, yeah, maybe the truth would just come out right there. And then that, you know, Perry is the one that actually uh, killed Trevor, you know, by beating him up basically to a pulp. But yeah, really good scene, really well done. And right outside, actually, the police station is where we get that vibe where, where Rhett is actually, he confronts Perry saying, you know, why are you throwing me under the bus to take the blame when we all know like the truth basically. And Perry says, no, you know, I was just trying to cover us all. Not being the smartest by t talking about this right outside the police station to which Royal does intervene, tell them both to shut up, get in the car, let's go. And we'll talk about this later. So while they're basically driving back home, we get this very quick scene where Royal, he talks about possibly if he could go back in time, you know, he would do, he would do that to protect both of his sons. It's very quick. doesn't talk too much about it, but it's just something to remember to give us the hint that possibly we already know that this cosmic void pit, <laughs> um, you, once you fall into it, you go into the future, but is there a way possibly to get, you know, go to the past you know will we see that you know later on in this show just something I think to remember where he starts to talk a little bit about time travel and going back in time that he wish he could to he would basically to save both of them and basically stop the fight so something I think just to remember it's very quick they don't elaborate on it too much but like with this show I think you definitely just got to pick up on those small little details so him saying that We'll see what happens in the future, though, but I'll definitely, you know, keep it in the back of my mind. So then we get the arrival of uh, Patricia, Wayne's ex-wife. We don't know if they're actually divorced or separated, but she's not living with them. But she arrives, and she arrives in fashion <laughs> via helicopter. So she arrives, gives a quick hug to both her sons, and then she actually goes and talks to Wayne, and he's just trying to grieve, but she also just starts talking about um, what Luke says and that, you know, he believes that the Abbott boys were involved in murdering Trevor. But Wayne also, he just doesn't seem too concerned about it. He's still just talking about the Western land. Uh, he mentions the rock <laughs> that he has that he found when um, that one worker brought it to him. But yeah, he still just is not too concerned about, because she asks, you know, if, there's going to be a funeral to which Wayne says something small. And I think he even says something he doesn't want to talk or anything at the funeral. And then she just, you know, tells him straight up that she's going to solve basically this mystery of who killed her son. She's going to plan the funeral. 
and she's going to get Luke to save the ranch while he basically just acts, you know, stupid and then dies because she doesn't believe in, you know, this supernatural stuff that he believes in because he even has her pick up the rock at one point. But it seems like she doesn't feel anything or get any like sci-fi supernatural vibes from it because she just kind of gives it back to him without saying anything. We also just pretty much can tell that she's pretty much like a firecracker (laughs) and is someone you don't want to mess with. She's pretty uh, straightforward and I don't want to say ruthless, but someone, yeah, me, I would be intimidated by her (laughs) and talking to her. I forgot to mention too, it's very quick, but... We get the scene when Sheriff Joy goes to the house to tell the Tillersons that um, they found Trevor's body. There's no dialogue there. You just see the look on Billy and Luke's face when they open the door. And then again, we get this quick scene where we see Wayne. He's standing in front of um, this like buffalo head that's mounted to the wall. And he's got like this robe and he kind of just like takes the robe off and you can tell he's naked and he's just kind of yelling. It's um, not audible because there's like music playing in the back, you know, (laughs) in the episode in the background playing over it basically. But it's almost like I said, kind of like wacky humor, him just like screaming and it kind of keeps cutting back and forth and him. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something I don't want to say off about it, but it's just interesting this show because they'll have these, you know, intense thriller scenes where you're kind of you know on the edge of your seat you know trying to find out what's going on you got these sci-fi scenes and you kind of got this humor thrown in as well where you don't know if it's I'm assuming they're trying to be funny and being a little bit wacky but it's really just interesting and especially the music they played throughout this episode too I didn't write any of it down but just some interesting music choice and that they play in this episode so I feel like it was the first time I noticed I know they've played music in the other episodes but for some reason this episode especially I was kind of like you know those are these are some interesting music choice that they're playing you know throughout the scene when something's going on so then we know we find out that the land dispute basically the court date is at the end of the month And we have another really good scene when uh, Cecilia, she goes and talks to Royal and she basically just wants him to talk to her, communicate because he's being so, you know, in the dark and shutting everybody out. And she just wants him to open up and she talks, you know, about uh, what's going on because they want to know like where, how Trevor's body basically got up on the mountain. He says he doesn't know, which he really doesn't. He still hasn't confided in anybody about this pit in the ground on the Western land. But she just kind of loses it where she says, you know, I know you're quiet or, you know, I'm used to it, but I'm not. Or She says something to the effect of being, you know, shut out and basically being tired of it. Or she's at least used to it, but it's gone on too long. But she kind of breaks down and, you know, she tells him, you know, I stood by your side for 30 years or so during drought, during fires, when you're unable to pay the bills because, you know, that's just how it was. And I stuck with you and we made it out and we made it work. And basically, yeah, you know, he needs to trust in her and talk to her, but he doesn't. He still gives her kind of the tough, you know, rancher cold shoulder and you kind of feel for her at that moment. But that's a pretty good scene, good acting on uh, Cecilia's part. But again, we do find out, yeah, he says that he's going to talk to um, the county assessor who's, you know, in charge of this court date and I guess basically this land dispute. This is a good comedic scene when Royal, he goes to talk to the county assessor. Um, I think his name is Care Cleaver. <laughs> and he's kind of this big uh, round guy, pretty 
uh, thick uh, must mustache, a pretty good mustache. I've seen this actor before, but I can't place where he's been. But I've seen this actor before. But he's sitting there, you know, munching on Fritos and slurping on like a Coke or something. But Royal goes in to talk to him, mentions, you know, the land dispute, if they can just kind of talk about it there. And all the guy keeps saying back to him is, you know, the court or the date is at the end of the month. We'll talk about it at the end of the month. He kind of just keeps repeating that. And then he starts talking about how um, Royal asks him, you know, are you from Texas? And he says, yeah. And he starts talking about, you know, do you like Wyoming? He starts talking about Wyoming. But while he's just like talking, he's constantly just like feeding himself with Fritos and munching really loud and slurping this drink. And you could just great acting on Josh Brolin's part because you just see him like his face twitching and just getting annoyed. And eventually, you know, there's a close up of the guy's mouth while he's eating the Fritos. And then Royal just snaps and basically jumps over the desk and grabs him and tells him that, you know, I know that you're, you know, taking bribes from the Tillerson about this land dispute. But then he tells him, he calls him like a big boy and says that, you know, you're a worthless, you know, you're worthless piece of guts or something. And he tells him that if he doesn't fix this, he'll throw him, you know, at the bottom of a pit where there's no Fritos for him. And it's just really well done and really pretty scary as well, but pretty intense and almost kind of basically threatening him that, you know, if he doesn't fix this, he'll possibly kill him. <laughs> but it's just really good. And I couldn't help but actually laugh out loud. And the guy actually seems uh, pretty intimidated at first. But we find out later when we get to um, Trevor's funeral that when he shows up, he talks to Claudia and he tells her that he actually moved the court date up to like next week because he doesn't take threats from, you know, her husband. And she just shoots back, you know, that, oh, well, you like to take bribes, so whatever, basically. But all around, I kind of liked that character. I just thought it was really funny, just him, like, eating the Fritos. Because I just, I have a hard time when people are chewing so loud. I kind of thought of me at work when I'm, you know, sitting around a bunch of people and they're just, like, chomping down really loudly. I just, you know, can't handle it sometimes. But him snapping and, you know, grabbing him was just really <laughs> cathartic almost. So then we see Joy, she goes uh, and meets with the forensic uh, doctor to basically get the coroner's report on Trevor, you know, what happened. And Trevor's mom, Patricia, is there, and we get a good kind of standoff where Joy tells her, you know, you can't be here, it's against the law. And Patricia, you know, just trying to be tough and intimidating, tells her, you know, you know, basically, you work for me, and I can help sway the voting to help you, you know, become sheriff. And I really liked that Joy stood her ground and was like, you know, I don't work for you. I work for the people of this county. And by doing that, I follow the laws to which Patricia, you know, steps down and leaves and just says, yo, we'll make it quick, basically. And she also really throws a dig at Joy saying, you know, she wants to be there because, you know, they basically let their son be missing. He was missing for five days before they did anything. And she basically doesn't trust them. And she's never worked a murder case. So... She gives her some hurtful words, but I really appreciate and liked that Joy, you know, stood her ground and kicked her out. I was hoping she would do that, not like that other um, guy that takes bribes. I was hoping, you know, she wouldn't, you know, fall victim to that. But so far, yeah, she's, you know, doing good cop work and following the laws and kind of sticking to her guns. So when the doctor talks about Trevor's body, he says that he died from like a blunt trauma to um, his throat. But he talks about how it's really odd 
that according to their tests, when they found his body, he's only, he was only dead for less than, or he had been dead for less than 10 hours, which kind of throws a wrench in all of her timeline, basically, because he's been missing for eight days now at this, or he was missing for eight days until they found his body. And she is, yeah, trying to pin it on Rhett, thinking that when they fought that, you know, he died shortly after that. But now when they found him eight days later, according to, you know, the report, the medical exams, he had only been dead for about less than 10 hours, which, yeah, is very interesting. And we know, of course, that uh, Royal threw him into the pit. But then when um, they shook hands, him and Autumn, basically him returning, I guess, yeah, it probably was like maybe less than 10 hours it was probably, yeah, less total 10 hours since he was dead. He threw him in the pit. Basically, time stood still for his body. <laughs> and then when he came back, it was probably still only like five to eight hours until Amy found him. So just very interesting, something to remember. But also just, again, is throwing questions into this timeline. Yeah, when Royal and uh, Autumn shook hands, that it kind of, you know, reset the timeline, bringing basically everything back to present time. We'll just have to kind of basically figure out what's going on there. So towards the end of the episode, uh, we finally get to Trevor's funeral. We get a cringy scene of Billy uh, singing at the funeral uh, while everyone's there. The Abbots are there. Autumn's there in the background. We've seen him singing throughout the past few episodes. And I don't know whether he's good or not, <laughs> to be honest. But going by everyone's facial reactions, the one cop, I think it was the cop, the member, um, the partner of Joy, he just looked <laughs> baffled and confused while he was singing good face acting basically but patricia goes while the priest is actually kind of saying you know his prayers and she just walks up and opens the casket uh very i don't want to say awkwardly but just yeah kind of no one knows what to do basically and she just looks around while the priest continues you know doing his prayers and she looks around to see basically how everyone's reacting she kind of you know zeroes in on the abbots they're all there and just by looking at Perry and he's kind of looking away and probably looks the most uh, distraught and guilty. She just turns to Luke and basically solves the case right there and says, Perry's the one that did it. So pretty cool <laughs> that, yeah, moving forward, she already knows that Perry is the one that killed Trevor. So we get a, another interesting scene while they're leaving the funeral. Uh, Autumn goes up to Billy actually and tells him that you know she she compliments basically his singing and this is another again instance where I think yeah Amy is Autumn because in the last episode when Amy gets off the bus basically to go home Billy happens to be on that road and stops and asks her you know if she wants a ride home very friendly and she hops in and he you know is singing again but it kind of just shows that possibly, you know, young Amy possibly maybe just remembers, you know, Billy or had maybe a little bit of a crush on him. But it just shows that they've interacted before. Uh, young Amy, yeah, when he was, you know, being nice to her, giving her a ride home and he was singing. And then back, yeah, this Autumn, who we think, I think at least is Amy, she compliments on his singing. So, yeah, there's just something going on there where it just hints again at the fact that Amy and Autumn are probably the same person. There's also another shot. I forget when it was in this episode, but it was a little bit earlier when we had Autumn, 
And then at the end of that scene, when she's talking to whoever it is, she, I think she's just talking to Royal. But after that scene, it goes from Autumn and it cuts really quick to Amy on the couch with her dad watching TV. So again, just quick editing. And yeah, if you kind of are thinking about them two possibly being the same person, when stuff like that happens in an episode, you just further makes you think that, yeah, this is probably true. <laughs> So then after the funeral at a bar, they're basically having like dinner and, you know, people are gathering and Royal, they're all there again. And actually Autumn, so Royal's there, you know, kind of walking around and he hears Autumn like in another room talking or she's kind of being a little bit loud to which he goes in and she's playing poker and it looks like, you know, she's basically taking everyone's money to which he comments, you know, oh, you're taking everyone's paychecks. But he sits down at the table and basically challenges her to a game. I don't even know if it is poker or if it's just some sort of card game. But I don't know how you guys you go one-on-one -on -one with poker. But I don't know much about card games. I apologize. But them two are basically squaring off. And it's a pretty intense scene as well because just the acting of them two going off each other. So they're about to... He mentions, you know, right before they play, he wants to see her feet because there's like a local legend basically there that some tall skinny guy came in and he ended up playing and winning and they looked down he had hooves and basically they all realized they were playing with the devil to which she does agree and she you know shows him her foot <laughs> and she tells him to do the same to which he says nah I'm square <laughs> but we see their cards we see both their uh hands and while they're talking basically they bet at first, it's uh, simple, I guess. You know, he says, you know, if I lose, you know, you can stay on the land. Or she says, you know, if you if I win, I could stay I could stay on the land forever. He says, okay, basically, you know, you can stay as long as you want if I lose. And then they kind of, you know, pick up. Or and I think he says, you know, if I win, then you gotta tell me the true story or the whole story behind that rock or behind you know that rock basically you're wearing that necklace again. And then it heats up a little bit more while they both kind of look at their hands thinking that they both have good hands, good uh, sets, I guess. And he says, you know, let's make it a little bit more interesting. If I win, you have to actually give me that necklace, that rock necklace that you could tell she's very fond of and, you know, is wearing. And if I lose, he says, you could basically have the entire Western pasture that I own all 1200 acres of it to which she agrees and then actually I don't know what's going on with the buffalo the bison but but we saw it too in the other episodes the one that walks around with the two um, arrows in it but basically I don't even know if this was like a dream sequence or what but it shows up you know you hear it banging on the door like the wall kind of like that story of the devil basically showing up and when they open it's not so much a door but almost like a window or something it's this there staring at them again i don't know if it yeah it's just like some metaphor for that story he told about the devil arriving or what and that's when he decides to kind of make the game more interesting and then he plays his cards and we see that he actually has a better hand than what we kept cutting to it looks like he has like three kings and two queens where when we kept seeing it in his hand, it was like a two and two kings and a two queens. So he somehow tricks her 
And he actually wins because, you know, he puts the cards down. We just see him walk out wearing her necklace with the rock on it. And then we see that he has the two, the car two, <laughs> and he just puts it down um, in his seat. And we also see that on his keychain, he has like a small rock. And I think, yeah, earlier on in the episode, I forgot to mention that he actually goes to the spot where they found Trevor's body. And then he gets some of the rocks there and then kind of just like beats it down with a hammer. I think that's what he was doing when uh, Claudia came and talked to him, his wife, and had that intense scene. So yeah, he is starting to basically believe in all like this, <laughs> all the rocks and having uh, supernatural powers, basically. Almost like Wayne, basically them two. And Autumn, she also was, you know, wearing the rock. And then, like I said, we saw little Amy wearing it as well, but we haven't heard from her how she got it or what. So the last scene in this episode is we cut to Wayne. He's laying in bed watching TV, and he notices that that rock that that guy gave him in the uh, opening uh, shot of this episode, the opening scene of this episode from nine months ago, the one that he feels that has supernatural powers, he notices something on it. He notices like the black uh, matter is starting to like move around or something in it. To which, and he also, he has that buffalo uh, head mounted to the wall. And he stares at it. He kind of goes back and forth staring at it. And he basically just gets up all excited and takes off, you know, takes off his uh, O2, his oxygen, hops in his truck and takes off all kind of uh, excited, basically. And we also, then we cut to Royal. He's laying in bed while wearing like his necklace and everything. And then he gets out of bed and heads out. So then we go to Wayne. He's driving kind of all frantically and excited, and he's driving in the dark, and he sees, like, a little light in the uh, distance. He's driving to it. He kind of bursts through uh, the fence. That's the royal, the Abbott family fence, and we know where he's going, and then he eventually, you know, slams on the brakes when he gets to the pit. I thought maybe he was actually going to drive right into it, but he doesn't. And he gets out of the car all excited because we know that he had some kind of interaction when he was a kid and he's possibly been looking for it since then. And then Royal comes up from behind and attacks him, grabs him, throws him down, and they kind of get in a quick scuffle. And Royal eventually headbutts uh, Wayne, and we think Wayne's out for the count. And Royal walks over to the pit, kind of just looking down into it. And then Wayne comes up and then smacks him with the rock, his rock, <laughs> that rock that he's uh, cherishing, smacks Royal on the head, knocks him out, and he falls to the ground right in front of the pit. And then Wayne just goes back into his car and drives off, and he's basically just like laughing kind of crazy, <laughs> like the Joker, like how I mentioned, I think, in the last episode. And that's where the episode ends. And I think it's basically just to conclude that Wayne now knows about the pit and he's basically pretty excited about it. And we know, too, that he's had interactions with it in the past when he was a kid. And he's possibly been looking for it his whole life. But now he knows where it is. And we already know that he wants the western pasture. He wants that land. So we'll see what he does next. But he for sure now is going to want this land now that he knows that this pit is there. So overall, like I said, a very good episode. I really liked the thriller scenes, the uh, tense scenes, kind of like the you know, detective scenes, I guess you could say, with uh, Joy and all that going back and forth, trying to figure out what's going to happen next. But I liked all those scenes with Joy and uh, Trevor and uh, Perry and even Maria. I thought all those were really well done. But yeah, I think the big takeaway, too, from this episode is Wayne now knowing about, you know, 
the pit basically and a lot of like i said rocks were shown throughout this episode so now we know that wayne has you know a uh, rock from um basically the site we know royals basically into it now autumn as well so possibly you know what happened that these rocks showed up are they from outer space did a meter come down and hit earth and hit where uh royals land is to create this huge uh pit this supernatural yeah cosmic void and basically left behind like meteor artifacts that have supernatural powers to them and i think yeah we'll have to see what goes with that and we'll have to see too what wayne does we know when royal basically fell down into it and went into the future two years into the future we saw that they were drilling and there was like military there and looked like government and looked like yeah, a lot of people were camped out at his land digging and drilling so you know now that Wayne knows about it is he you know is he part of you know some oil company or drilling company is he going to move forward and try to drill the land to you know get more of these artifacts these rocks so yeah a lot going on here I think it's starting to kind of piece itself together and we'll kind of have to see what Royal does next you know he knows that he can go to the future I don't think Wayne knows but is there somehow is there some way to go into the past I think to kind of fix the Trevor situation or even maybe go in the past to somehow stop Wayne or if he can stop him in the future from what they're doing yeah a lot of questions so overall like I said I really did enjoy this episode I think um yeah I think it's a well missed well done mystery and I like all of the aspects of it I liked the sci-fi parts of it and I also liked you know this murder of Trevor the murder mystery and kind of what's going to happen the after effects and what's going to happen with that so yeah I got this episode out a little bit late I'm filming or I'm recording this on Thursday and tomorrow I'm going to assume that the next two episodes drop so I probably won't be able to watch them till a little bit later on I got to work this weekend so I probably won't be able to watch them till like Monday or Tuesday and then I'll try to get you know some episode the two episodes out covering those two episodes so uh, I appreciate it as always for the listen thank you and I think I'll you know end it here for this episode but yeah if you want to follow me on Letterboxd please do at KJ Steiner you can follow me there what I'm up to what I'm watching movie wise and all that and yeah if you want to check out my other sh uh, episodes I'm currently recapping Slow Horses and I think the sixth and final episode comes out tomorrow so I'll be finishing up that show and I've mentioned before I've already done season three of Serpent so yeah, if you're interested, check out those episodes, but I'll definitely be back with another Outer Range recap episode. I'm not sure how many episodes there are this season, um, and I also know that a new show coming out, Shining Girls, I think, <laughs> is coming out with Elizabeth Moss, and that's another like murder mystery show on Apple TV+. Plus. So finishing up uh, Slow Horses, I might jump in to start recapping that show as well. So yeah check out the feed and yeah as always thank you so much for the listen i truly do appreciate it hope you have a good rest of the week and i'll check you guys out next time Bye bye